You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 136 or 137? 136 of Psychotic and Iconic. Pause here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Long sleeves, hoodies, t-shirts, and tanks. If you need one, send us a message. We are working on our website so you guys can just go and order right from there. Big shout out to my dad. As always, love you. Thank you for watching. He's uh, in the building. He's in the building tonight. Fried. Absolutely. I my got, guy. That's my guy. Just got him a half. <laughs> Jeff Fuel? Yeah. No, no, Cherry Pie. Oh, damn. He would love that. Yeah, yeah, bro was out. <laughs> All right. We're moving to our first topic because I need to get this over with. Giants upset the Vikings 31 to 24. Ah. Um, hit me with it, Phil. Hit him with that. Hey, and with that sauce, that fire. All right, the roast of Paul's feature in theories. Go ahead, Nick. It's your I'm not going to roast you. I'm not going to roast you. But I did tell you about the Vikings. I told you they have no dog in them. They are the biggest frauds in the playoffs. Okay. You could say the Bucks, but they were 13 and four. They lost to the bum ass Giants, who were nine seven and one. They are terrible. Yeah, and terrible. Kirk Cousins' time is ticking. He actually didn't play that bad. He did not. I will. I will agree to that. He did not play that bad. But Justin Jefferson, seven catches, forty-seven yards. Not going to cut it. If he is your big-time wide receiver, that man needs to have a game. Big-time players play in big-time games to the max. That was not a big-time performance. Seven catches is great, but forty-seven yards. What is that? DJ Hawkinson had a hell of a day. 10 catches, 126. That was pretty much half of Kirk's yards. And I thought Kirk did pretty well. It's just not enough. It's not enough. They they lack that dog. Well, I, I just, I, I don't get it. To piggyback off of that, I actually th thought Kirk played a good game up until that last throw. <laughs> but the problem with Kirk is, is that that's been the story of his career. <laughs> he just, he puts up gaudy numbers. He plays well, but it's just never enough. And now it's he's one and four. He's one and four in the playoffs. Never that. Like I said, he never that key play. He folds in the playoffs. He's been there though. He's been there, he's been but he five folds. playoff games, five playoff games and one, one that's 20%. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. If you were getting $30 million, he broke that contract curse. Remember he was the one who got paid 
He got 30 30 million, three years, 84 million. Yeah. But that was when the contracts were insane. Now they're even worse. They're, they're even, they're even more lucrative, but he broke that barrier of getting paid for quarterbacks. I'm sorry, but if you are getting paid like that, you need to perform in the playoffs. One in four, seriously, you were 13 and four. You had a home playoff game. Everybody in the world was picking the Giants, including myself, except for the three guys that were here. You, Jay, and Spanos, you guys picked the Vikings, which I understand they were home. They were supposed to win that game, and they failed to do so. Why? Because the Giants, they have a good coach. They believe in them. They play hard for Dable. They do. They had the dog in them. They will They will go in the, into your house and put up a dog fight. That's the kind of team they are, and that's exactly why I picked against the Vikings because they're not made for that. They're not built for that. They're just not. I mean, I, I what did Dalvin Cook have? How many yards did he have? Five. It, it, I'm it, kidding. It was just not impactful. I think it was like 19 carries for 60 yards. Yeah. It's three yards. It's, you're not going to win like that. What happened to him? I don't know. I noticed that like during fantasy. Agreed. Because it was like, you know, he wasn't even a hot trade target. There was nothing to do. He was a mid rat. He was a mid back. Mm-hmm. I think he had, you know, a few games where he popped, but it was nothing like the Dalvin Cook of even last year. Correct. For that matter. So for me with the Vikings, I just, how did you squander a season like that? Like that, that hurts. I'm sorry. Yeah. 15 carries for 60 yards. He averaged four yards a carry. That's still not bad, but no, that's not Dalvin Cook's numbers. No, I agree. Dalvin Cook should add at least 90 yards. Agreed. And my thing is with the Vikings, again, their floor is so low. Mm -hmm. If they don't have their A game, it's their F game. They never play a B, C, or D. And that's the problem. Like I said, we were saying it before, and I was saying, like, with them, it's the the simple fact of a bad game for them is just bad. Agreed. And again, Kirk Cousins was playing well. Their defense is awful. You know what I mean? Like, their defense is, is... the primary reason they lost. The, you can't stop Daniel Jones and the Giants. He was balling. Daniel Jones ran all over them. Yeah. He he destroyed that entire defense. I mean, the defense was disappointing in itself. Daniel Jones ran the ball 17 times. Saquon Barkley ran the ball nine times. Nine yards for 53 yards, averaging 5.9 yards a carry and two touchdowns. He barely he barely played. He's kind of fresh next week. Well, it was funny because week. when Kirk Cousins, when they, when they drove down the field and scored the touchdown, the Vikings. I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm like, I guess I'm like, they're they're ready. Then as soon as the Giants answered back, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, there you go. I'm like, they just that's how you answer a punch. You know what's funny about that? <laughs> when the Vikings scored. I, I I thought of you. You were the first person I thought of immediately when they scored. I was like, oh, they're seven off, and I'm waiting. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking for a text. I was driving. No text. I'm. I was driving. I was surprised. I was driving, and I had it on my phone. I was, I was coming. Up, I was coming up from the Poconos. If I wasn't driving. I would have texted you and started popping off, but I'm glad that I didn't because I would have looked even worse. And then you probably would have put a, the screenshot up here, but I'm just saying it would have been way worse because I really was ready to talk. Cause that drive was awesome. And then the next thing I know, I see Saquon Barkley on a 28 yard touchdown. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh God. Yeah. I'm like, when you answer, that's how you answer the bell. And we'll talk about this in a little bit, but that is what happened in the Bucks Cowboys game. Agreed. And I'll be honest with you. And I'll be the first one to admit this. I was pretty wrong about Daniel Jones this year. I I did not believe in him. I didn't think he could be that guy for the Giants. I thought they were wasting their time. He rose to the occasion. I'm going to give the man his flowers for sure. 301 yards, 24 of 35, two touchdowns, 81.2 QBR, 114.1 quarterback rating, 17 carries, 78 yards. That is numbers that that's like a Lamar Jackson game. 
It is 78 yards on the ground with 17 carries. That's efficient. That's really good. Yeah. And, and, they, and they were important plays. Third downs, getting the first down, keeping the chains going. That is how they they won this game. They 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 ate the clock. They were on a roll, dude. They couldn't stop Daniel Jones. I I I it was insane. Here's the, the thing is, is that Brian Dable did for Josh Allen what he did for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has ability. The problem with Daniel Jones is, is he turned the ball over inconsistent. Times. He turned Correct. the ball over two times a game. You can't win like that, which is something that I've echoed and we will get to shortly. But you can't win football games turning get with that many giveaways. And this year his giveaways were down. Agreed. So, you know, and you saw him, you saw him play and he played better. But again, that also is an indictment on um, Gettleman hiring Joe Judge. I mean, Brian Dable essentially has the same team as Joe Judge. So it's basically the same team, you know, minus a few guys. And they were injured. I mean, his number one wide receiver, Darius Slayton. Mm -hmm. He's good, but he's a two or he's a two at best. You would think that Kirk Cousins was getting smacked all game. He never got sacked. Nope. Not once. Nope. And they still lost. That's what I'm saying. Kirk Cousins, he did play well. Like that actually, that sucks for somebody like him because normally he melts down in those moments and he didn't melt down. The team, the team didn't play well, but Kirk, Kirk did. I mean, he had eight incompletions all day, 31 of 39, 273 and two touchdowns. I think he played pretty well. That's a good game. It is a good game. But when it mattered the most, the dude threw a three yard pass at fourth and eight. He threw a check down. Your season's on the line. You got Justin Jefferson. You got a corpse of Adam Thielen. TJ Hawkinson has been killing the Giants all day. And you, that your best play was to get TJ Hawkinson involved in three-yard pass. Get him open to the sticks, at least. Or in the middle. Use his big body to 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 body the you know, to to block the defenders like, from getting the ball. Yep. Or maybe possibly draw up uh, you know, uh, a pass interference. When you do a check down. <laughs> your only option is him breaking a tackle and getting the first down. And he's your slowest offensive play. The percentage of that is so low that it doesn't even make any sense. But like I said, Justin Jefferson, man, I, I like him as a player. But, man, he's he's starting to wear on me a little bit. I think he's got too big of a mouth. Uh, he does. But, I mean, when you when you have, you know, 1,800 yards or whatever he had, 1,900 yards, you can talk like that. It's just for him, that was his first playoff game, right? That's our first playoff game. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. That was his first playoff game, and he was essentially a no-show. You can't have seven catches for 47 yards. You well, he was a no-show in Green Bay, too. Yeah. That was a couple weeks ago. What I'm noting with Justin Jefferson, it's strange because I can point to three, two games. He got shut down by Jair Alexander. Yep. And he got shut down by Darius Slay. Yep. His Buffalo game was a lot. That's Justin Jefferson at his peak. But when you when you're a wide receiver of his, of his caliber, you should never get shut down like that. Like, actually taken out of a game. Well, since he mentioned the MVP, that he should be involved in the MVP. He should have been, but I got you. He had one catch for 15 yards against Green Bay. He had four catches for 38 yards against Chicago the last game of the season. Take it for where, you, take it for where it's worth. I don't yeah. think they played their, their, their entire starters the entire game, but yeah. four catches for 38 yards against Chicago. And then in the playoffs, seven catches, 47 yards. Okay, the seven catches is pretty good. You got to open the 47 yards. I don't know what Minnesota was doing to not scheme him open up a little bit more. Because if you get this guy in space, this guy is dangerous. That's his skill set. You get him in space, and he could do all the things that a superstar could do. Yeah. He could take a 10-yard slant to the house. He, can, he could go deep. You got to get him involved some way, somehow, 
shape or form. It's a playoffs. This is win or go home. You have to go to your best. He should have been. He should have been overly targeted. Like you see, Chris Godwin last night. That's how I. Yeah, what? Thirteen targets and ten receptions. Yep. That's what Justin Jefferson needs. Correct. That oh, he needs even more to be honest, because the drop off from Justin Jefferson to KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen is massive and not for nothing, but I would say, t- I think Hawkinson's their, their second best offensive weapon. I agree. I think Adam Thielen is done. Yeah, he is. He's a touchdown. Like in, in fantasy purposes, he's a, he's a, a spot start touchdown dependent, player. but he's not a wide receiver too. No, he's, he's a not. three, a three at best anymore. He Correct. just, he just got old and that's okay. He just, that, that, I mean, that's just, that's natural. That comes with the territory. I, I agree. So the last three weeks, Justin Jefferson averaging four catches a game. That is inexcusable. That is a dynamic player that you need to scheme open. I, I'm sorry. That's this is on coaching more than it is on Kirk. I actually would agree with that. Even and the thing was too is I was wondering why Kevin O'Connell wasn't getting that much love for coach of the year. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year at eight and nine, and he turns around and wins 13 games and they win the division. He should have been in that conversation. And I know it's a regular season award. So yesterday wouldn't have mattered or Sunday wouldn't have mattered either way. But when you look at it, he should have been in that conversation, but nobody ever mentioned it. And I think it had something to do with the way they lost. And again, it goes back to their floor was so low. See, I think it goes back to the way they were, they've been winning. 11 games, they've won by one score. Coaching. If, yes. But some of those games were really lucky. We talked about this. You need luck. The ball bounced their way in a, in a couple of games. And then what, what kills me is that you're at fourth and eight. And when you needed Justin Jefferson the most, remember that Bills game? When he made that one-handed grab and actually put them in position to score again, yep, you went to your best player when it mattered the most. That is what I had a problem with fourth and eight. I'm sorry, you got to go to your best player. I don't care if he's double teamed. That is the dude that you need to go to. You do. Wait, you looking at me because I said double teamed? Oh no, 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 no. My bad. It was my phone. Oh. You, you thought it was my laptop, didn't you? Yeah, it's, I did. It's regular shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's normal. I, you've given me enough reason to believe that. When I hear weird sounds, I go, I look at your laptop. Well, guess what? It's the playoffs now. I, I'm a different animal. Yep. Are you the buc- <laughs> are you the, are you the Buccaneers? Oh, don't do that. I, you might be the Vikings, bro. Yeah. Hey, I play better than you. Maybe we'll see. We'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> Last question before we move. No, on. I was gonna say keep Instagram open just because keep it muted. What up, cheeks? What up, James? What up, Dave? Last thing, um. I wanted to get to are do you think the Giants are dangerous? Uh yes. They are. They're gonna they're they're gonna give Philly a run. Division game. Nobody's expecting them to win. They they have a tough mentality, but I don't know if they're ready for that moment yet. I think they're a young team still. I think I think they have I think their best opponent they took care of, the Vikings. I, I, I said it. I said the Vikings don't have that dog in them. That is the best matchup for the Giants. The Giants now got to play Philly in Philly after a week rest. Jalen Hurts is healthy. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough, but they have a shot. I wouldn't go that far, but that's going to be on Thursday. Uh, no, the Vikings are not dangerous. I mean, the Giants are not dangerous. So you don't think they have a, uh, they don't have a shot? No. The Eagles have a second round bye. See, that's not fair to say. Oh, it's, it's more you're than telling some You're telling somebody you're going into a game. You have no chance to win. Yeah, yeah, the, well, the percentage is there. zero. But you're there. You know what? I was going to say for Thursday. I'm bringing up my notes because you know we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to do this now because I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go through this on why they have no chance. Why the Giants? This this right here, this segment. Why the Giants have no chance to beat Philly 
on Saturday evening. For one, the Eagles have the best O-line in football, and the Giants, according to Pro Football Focus, don't have a top 50 edge rusher. Advantage Eagles, that's a mismatch. Correct. The Giants are 3-5-1 and one in their last nine games, and this will be their third straight road game. Advantage Eagles coming off of rest. We're going to bust their ass there. That's a mismatch again. Eagles have the first-ranked passing defense. The Vikings have the 31st. Don't be fooled. They're not going to pass all over us. Isaiah Hodgson and Richie James are not getting past Bradbury and Slay. No, that, say his name with, with, with a little bit of respect. It's no. Isaiah Hodgins. Whatever, same shit. <laughs> that's that's three. That's my three reasons. I was told the Vikings are soft, the weakest thirteen and four team ever. Kirk Cousins stinks. Their facts. defense is Swiss cheese, and I'm supposed to get scared of the Giants. It's all facts. Bro. This is a second round buy, and got, I really look forward to it. But you got to understand all those things you mentioned about the Vikings. Yep. This is a nine and seven football team that nobody expected to win a, a playoff game or even be in the playoffs. Nikki, I was talking about the Giants. The Vikings was my last was my last point. Nikki is fucking crazy, fam. <laughs> my bad, bro. I don't even. I, <laughs> You got me Call fired up. Theories. Theories, excuse me. There the last go. point I made was about the Vikings. The other ones I was talking about was were, were with the Giants. I agree. Because uh, okay. all, of a si- all of a sudden, the Giants now are to be feared because they won a playoff game. They didn't win that game in dominating fashion. You got to fear every team that's in the playoffs. It doesn't matter what you are, what you've done. You got to fear every team because every team in the playoffs always has a chance. They said the same shit about the same Giants team in 07. Oh, the Giants, they got to play the Green Bay Packers. They got to play San Francisco. They got to do They got to do all that on the road. And they did it. And they beat New England in the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying anybody has a chance on any given Sunday. Nick, that that, that, that not, defense had an excellent I'm defensive line. I'm not saying the Giants are going to win, fam. I'm saying they got a chance. I didn't say they were going to win. I didn't pick them to win. We'll we'll get to that on Thursday. Yeah. What I'm saying is to 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 not say to to say that somebody doesn't have a chance is a little bit ridiculous because anything can happen. You you should know that. Oh, then call Based me ridiculous because we got a second round bye. Uh, okay, and that's 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 your opinion. But what you say they have a zero percent chance. Yeah, that's where I have a problem because they're going to show up. They have a chance. Anybody that plays in the playoffs has a chance. We've seen it in history. The Bucs went on the run. They won four straight games Yeah, to win the Super Bowl. It happens. The, the, the Packers that one year, they were a wild card and went on the road and won the Super Bowl. Who expected that? Nobody. It just happens. It's one of those things. And I'm with you. That's why you got to fear anybody you play. I want I, You got to step on their fucking neck any, any chance you can get. You have to. I understand that. And we will from opening kickoff so. to the last buzzer. And look, I didn't say the Giants were going to win. Well, that's because you're smart. I just said they have a chance. That's all. Yeah. And that's a fair that's a fair assessment. Ugh. We'll see. Oh, we will see on Saturday night. I cannot wait for that game. I, I cannot wait, wait for I'm that game. I'm rooting for the Eagles. I, I know that. I know. I so, know. But what I'm saying is I'm arguing against the point they had no chance. I'm going based off history in the playoffs. Anything can happen, bro. I know that. I'm with you. Daniel yeah. Jones can catch lightning in the bottle. Who knows? Now maybe Hodgins go- is the guy. Maybe he's, he's go- like. Maybe he's the next Victor Cruz. Who the fuck knows? No, he's going to catch. Two, he's going to catch a two piece. <laughs> I he's so. catch. Yeah, he's not catching. He's not catching lightning in a bottle. Is Rocky going to be there on Saturday? He might. Eli Manning's going. I know. Apparently. Oh, they're going to kill him. Man. Yeah, Sheli. They're going to boo the hell out of him. Oh my god. Middle fingers everywhere. They're going to trash him. They should rightfully so. I mean, he was. He won two Super Bowls. Yeah. During. But then, but during then, our Philly time. fans get a bad rep. Yeah, I know. That's a myth, too, because you go look at Vegas Raiders games and people are getting beat up when it was happening in Oakland. Mm-hmm. It happens in San Francisco. The only reason that the Eagles fans get blown up around here is because that's the team from around here. Correct. So the national media coverage of this area would be your Philadelphia Eagles. Correct. When you go to Giants games, there's people pissing in parking lots, 
fighting, all that. When you go to Jets games or you go to Redskins, uh, Commanders games, when you go to like that stuff happens everywhere. It's just more covered here because the Eagles are our team. Right. So that that's just a myth. Now, look, are there Philly fans, the Philly fans that are assholes? Of course, but that's everywhere, except in Green Bay. That was the nicest fan base I ever met in my life. But that's how I felt about Tampa. Tampa was weirdly passionate, but they weren't as passionate as Eagles fans. Like if it, if a bad play happened in the Bucks game, it was like, oh, it wasn't like, oh, fuck, man. Or or if, or if, or if a ref made a bad call, yeah. there was nothing like, oh, fuck you, ref. Fuck the refs, all that shit. There was none of that in Tampa. But in Philly, it's a different game. It's a, it's a it's a more passionate fan base. It's a, it's the environment. It's yeah. the city. It's the it's everything. It's it's literally that's Philadelphia. You just that's just what it is. You can't explain it, but it is it, it is true though. Oh, a hundred percent. And like I said, when I was in Green Bay, we were chanting Eagles chants and stuff in the bar, and they were just having fun and doing it like that. If you go to you know a bar in South Philly and you're doing Dallas chants, you're going to get beat up. Like if it's Eagles Dallas in the NFC Championship game, and you wear a Dallas jersey there. You'd be asking for it. Like you're legitimately asking to get in a fist fight, which I think is wrong. I agree. But again, then they'll laugh and they'll sit there and tell you, oh, you're going to have them drinking alcohol all day and this and that. And it's like, okay, so you're basically telling me that alcohol is an issue. It is. And it's like, I mean, I know it is too. We, I, we had this talk all the time. Yeah, we okay. can pot about a different subject <laughs> we can. Uh, other than sports. But we but can go crazy with it too. <laughs> my point is with that is, is that you're going to sit there and talk about all the beer. The people. Like if that game is on a Sunday night at 630. Yeah. There's going to be Eagles fans there tailgating at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. For the NFC Championship oh, game against have Dallas, burgers Friday eight by by yeah. eight a.m. I actually Easy. might. I would actually would probably attend that. That burgers. would be a lot of fun. Yeah, the burgers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't fear the Giants. Uh, like I said, the Eagles have a second round bye, and I'm looking forward to that game Saturday night. I mean, me too, me too. But they do have a chance. I don't think they're dangerous. They have a chance. We'll see. Anybody in the playoffs has a chance. Remember that. With love and care, theories. All right, Nikki. All right, guys, moving on. Jaguars upset the Chargers 31 to 30. Psychotic and iconic. Yo, real quick, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to pop up an Instagram stream up here so you guys don't even need to do it. I'm just going to do it. Real quick. Okay, awesome. Pop that shit. Never mind. Pop that, that shit. It's asking me for a confirmation code, so fuck that. Never mind. We're not. All right, so Jags complete a 27 to 0 comeback despite five turnovers. That was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. In my it was life. super epic. I mean, super Trevor epic, Lawrence bro. was about went from being the most criticized, laughed at quarterback yeah. in sports the- to being one of the most celebrated and oh my god moments. That's sports, bro. That game, what you saw, is sports to the T. You play to the last. You have a chance. Second. You have a chance. You play to the very end. Don't matter what the score. Do you is. finally agree with me how Doug Peterson's a top five coach? Um, or does it at least make you think a little bit more? We have to go through the list. I, I'll That'll copy. be a topic in the offseason. Okay. That's top that's five fine. coaches in the NFL. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job in Jacksonville. To be to be in the playoffs, to win a playoff game with a second-year quarterback who just struggled to zero. last year, had a terrible rookie season, to turn it around like that, and Trevor Lawrence is pl- playing. He played pretty good in the second half. He was the excellent. first half was... He was getting he he was about to get trashed if they lost that game, because you can't throw four picks in the first quarter, dog. Like you, you, that can't happen. I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback start out that bad in a playoff game in my life. I don't know. That's that has to be. And my thing the is, worst. it's even funnier because you saw that one guy that put one point four million 
on the Chargers money line to win $11,000. And it's like, if you're betting 1.4 million, why do you need $11,000? Like the risk reward on that. Greed. Doesn't make any sense. But Nick, I get greed and I'm the same. I, I get it too. Like I'm, the, I would be the same way, but to risk a million to win 11,000, yeah. like you don't need $11,000 that bad. Never. So, but I mean, if you're a Chargers fan, that's uh that's gotta be the worst loss ever. So going back to the betting, I placed a bet when it was 27 to seven Jaguar score. I was like, Hmm, tables turned a little bit. Jags get the ball second half. Anything can happen. They just need to score. They need to play defense. Anything can happen. I put, I had twenty five dollars left in my DraftKings account. I saw the Jags were plus thirteen and plus thirteen hundred. Twenty five dollars paid out three fifty. I said, "Fuck it." You see crazy shit happen where people just hit random bets. That was one of the most random bets I've ever hit. I I, I won three hundred dollars because the Jags won. I think my brother. And I didn't even bet the props or nothing in that game. I just kind of stayed away. I was chilling. And then I was like, I had a hunch, bro. I don't know what it was. It was like one of those lucky little bounces that went my way for the first time. I usually lose like five out of six legs. Yeah. Something stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like I lose on the dumbest shit. I lost on a half a yard one time. That, that No, no, for real. Wait, I didn't lost you lose on half a carry? Half a carry. J.K. Dobbins, I bet him 13, uh, 13, uh, over 13 and a half carries. He had 13. <laughs> Thank you, J.K. <laughs> but, he was jk all right yeah he, he was kidding with me yeah for real for real <laughs> but yeah so i lose on the crazy shit so the fact that i hit that bet was amazing i think my brother put 25 dollars on them when they were like plus 2000 holy shit they were that high it was when it was 27 zero oh okay. i don't know how much he put i gotta ask him i remember but i i'm pretty sure i remember him doing that i did the uh yeah it was 27 7 it was right it was a half time i think it was 27 zero and rob put i, I want to say like 20 or 25 bucks on there well i guess like 500 bucks if you have it, it's worth it because yeah. if it hits, then you 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 completely you you twenty times your money. It's definitely worth it. But yeah, that's you know one of the great stories that I'll I'll have this postseason for sure. That was amazing. However, let's go back to what we were talking about. What do you think the Jag ceiling is? Or I sorry, what do you actually like? What do you what do you think happened in that game? Was that more Jags or more Chargers? Chargers. Um, I'm in you, agreement with you. Surprisingly, when, when you don't run the football to kill the clock or even be successful at running the football, you're in trouble because the clock is going to stop. Now you're the other team is going to have a, a, more possessions for them to come back. And that's exactly what happened. They got smoked in the second half. The Chargers scored three points in the second half. We talk about Justin Herbert like he is one of the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and he is super talented, agreed. But you blew a 27-point lead you gotta in the wear playoffs. that bro now you gotta you, wear that's that. a stain forever on his legacy 27 0 and you lost the game that is terrible so now that hurts his cases for ever being one of the best players in the league in the next two years i i, I when i saw him a couple of years ago or i think it was two years ago Shoot. i said justin herbert is going to be the best quarterback in two years I, I firmly believe that because he had all the tools he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with brady when the year the bucks won a super bowl and to blow this game was really disappointing. I, I it, it's the blame is definitely on Herbert too. My thing is though with the Chargers is you have arguably the best running back in football. Why aren't you feeding him? I, I just how don't you protect that lead with Austin Eckler? Like I, that doesn't. I said this last year when Brandon Staley blew that game. Mm -hmm. They should have fired him because he makes dumb decisions. That's what I was talking about going forward on fourth fourth and seven on your own thirty. 
fourth and third from the the, the the 25 yard line. You can't do shit like that. And now look, now look at it. I like the aggressive nature though. To yes, a degree. But the aggressive, you pick your spot you have to make sense. You pick your spots with it. You have I don't to mind sense. being aggressive. Like, like Doug Peterson is aggressive. He's calculated, but it, he picks his spots according to how the game's going. You don't just randomly go for it when you didn't have to. You know what I mean? Like, especially when you're up now, because then if you get stopped, you you put the other team in the best position to to score points because field position now matters. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize how important field position is in the NFL. Yeah. When you when you're constantly starting and in, inside your 20, that's that's tough to score. You got you, seven points is way more valuable than three in the playoffs. It just is. We we talked about this a couple of weeks ago yeah. about the importance of scoring touchdowns when it mattered most. But to score three points in the second half, that's pitiful. And Austin Eckler had two fucking catches for eight yards. Uh, somebody explain this to me. The My- man had 107 catches all year, all year. And he had two catches for eight yards. How? He's a wide receiver one and a running back one, all in one. And he got the ball. What? I, I mean, how many carries did he have? Mike, 13? 13 mm-hmm. carries for 35 yards? Couldn't run a lick. Okay. They're stopping Eckler on the run. Let's get Eckler in space. Let's do what we always did the entire year where the guy had 107 catches. I understand Mike Williams is out. I understand all that. But when Gerald Everett... I don't want to hear that, dude. I don't want to hear it either. So mad. I don't want to hear it either. And here's why. Gerald Everett has six catches for 109 and a touchdown. He didn't, he didn't do that all year. He, pre, he replaced Mike Williams' production. That's a good game. Keenan Allen, six catches, 61 yards. That's a pretty solid game. For Keenan Allen standards to his at this age, that's a solid game. But my thing is, is to lean on that with Mike Williams. Mike Williams is what at best a top fifteen receiver, right? Uh, I would say maybe at best. I'm saying yeah, maybe at, at best. best he's 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 in the top twenty. Yeah, I, I would say that's more valuable. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. more right. But a top fifteen at best. Correct. You're not losing a top five stud. He's good, but. Justin Herbert, if you are that guy, you need to make those wide receivers. I just watched Patrick Mahomes do the same thing and losing Tyreek Hill, and he did it with Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hardman. I mean, granted, he had Travis Kelsey, but, I mean, come on now. It, like, for me, with Herbert, like I said, you need to start having conversations when when you're when you're discussing him because it's like you got to win games. I get it, but the dude's 24. I understand that, but bro, you can't blow a 27 zero. I agree. Like there are just things you can't do. I agree. I'm just not that guy to panic on Justin Herbert. No, I'm not. I'm not panicking on it. I'm just saying instead of judging him up here, you can level your expectation. Like, all right, he still has a lot of growth, a lot of room to grow. Absolutely. But he's not an elite quarterback yet. Is he an an elite talent? Yes. But it's not all put together. When you talk elite quarterback, top five quarterback, you're not blowing a 27 nothing lead. I'm sorry, you're just not. You had that game in your hands, and you left. You lost it to the Jags. At, at, come on, what's going on here? That's it. That's coaching. That's poor execution. That is everything. Their defense got shredded the second half. That looked like a different defense from the first quarter to the second half. That was a completely different defense because they went in the halftime thinking the game was over. I know, but again, but then that's that takes me back to coaching. You got to get your guys mentally prepared. This game is not over. I don't give a fuck what the score is. I think Brandon Staley stinks. It's a 0-0 ball game. Well, they just fired their their offensive coordinator. Yeah, which, I mean, no sense. To me, doesn't make any sense. I, I, I kind of agree with you. Although, he didn't really coach his best. Like I said, Austin Eckler, two fucking catches. Come on, you got to explain that to me. 
The guy had 107 on Well, the I can't explain that because there's nothing to explain. He's your best offensive player. I mean, 17 divided by 107. Phil, what is that on top of your head? Say again. 107 divided by 17. What is that? Like six? Six, yeah. Six, about six catches a game. The guy was under four. I mean, he, he he had two catches for eight yards. He was very – he had no impact in that game. But, again, the Chargers aren't built to run. They're missing that back, that 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 Fournette, that fucking Leonard uh, – that what's his name? Um, uh, LeGarrette, LeGarrette Blount type of back that can punish you. When you're up 27-0, the other team is like, fuck, our, our hearts are, are – you took our soul at that point. Then when you get a big back in there and he's bullying your ass, you don't want no parts of that anymore. You're like, fuck this. It, that is what they were missing. They were missing that hard-nosed guy on offense to get him tough yards when it mattered, and that's exactly what they needed. To do you do. think that? What do you think the Jag ceiling is? Like, do you think they? Do you think that they could go? On, they could be the Cinderella team. They very. They could. Because we, we were talking about it, and I had the Chargers, and me for too. me too. For thirty minutes, we looked spot on. I, I we were looking like geniuses. Now we I like really thought hits. I really yeah I really <laughs> thought that they that they were the Cinderella team. I thought that was the team, and because I was going to pick them to beat the Chiefs, mm -hmm. I really was. I thought they were going to be that team that got to the AFC well, Championship. Well, picked the Jags, didn't he? He had the Jags as a Cinderella team. Awesome. Yeah, because awesome all of us had the Chargers. Yeah, agreed. Oh no, I think Jay had the Seahawks. Yeah, but then he switched so, to the Chargers. Yeah, but that I mean that that's like genuinely how I felt and. Like I said, we were we were right for 30 minutes, and then the other 30 minutes, I don't know what they did in the locker room. What's the audience think? I want to hear from you guys. What is the Jag ceiling this weekend? Can they beat the Chiefs, go to the championship game, or are they done this weekend? Can they go to the Super Bowl? I want to hear from you guys. Are is this the Cinderella team that everybody didn't expect? And last question before we move on. Do you think that Brandon Staley should be fired? Yes. Anytime you give up a 27 point lead in the playoffs. You, you're not built for it, bro. You got to win the bowl because you got to make sure you have a head coach that could win the bowl. When you got talent like that and you're going 10 and 7, that's inexcusable. What were they last year? Nine and Yeah, they were 9 and 8 and then 10 and 7. So you made a one-game increase. With with a top-five quarterback that everybody was telling me about. Yep. He's I not a top-five quarterback. He's a top-five talent. He's not a top-five quarterback. Wow. There, there's a big difference on that. I I, I would probably agree with you. He's a, top, he, he's a he's a top 10 quarterback and that sucks man because it's like damn yo like i really love justin herbert yeah but you blew a 27 point lead bro like you gotta I, wear that dude i, I did that. i laughed at matt ryan both Deshaun times, watson both blew time. a 24 point lead in the playoffs can, and that's why do you think i'm so down on deshaun watson and i was ahead of that this was before that you know he was going to race street at three in the morning i was <laughs> way, i was way before that and i was saying i'm like Deshaun Watson to me, I don't understand this. Last time I saw him, he blew a 24-point lead, and he was 4-12. and 12. Mm -hmm. Oh, but he threw for 4,500 yards. I don't care. You won four games out of 16. Agreed. That's not good. Yeah. So that that's – I think they should get rid of Brandon Staley. I said last year – I said it to you and Mike when we were doing it. I thought that they should have fired him last year because he – the coaching style wasn't making any sense. The risk and reward on what he was doing was costing his team games, and that's the bottom line. So yeah, I, I would fire him. I agree. Cheek says, I would love the Jags to win, but Casey is too tough. They're done this weekend. So you'll find out Thursday for our picks. Yeah, you will. You will. So sir. tune in Thursday for that. You but know he'll tune in. He's a regular now. He is a regular. Appreciate you, Cheeks. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, and then Dave said, they run into Jags in championship game, a team with not a lot of pressure. They could upset them. Uh-huh. 
Hmm. We will see. I don't know. All right, guys, moving on. 49ers smack the Seahawks 41 to 23. The Seahawks hung in again in the first half, and I thought I was on to something. My dad texted me. We were laughing because it's like, yo, three times. It's hard to beat a team. What was the score of the half? Do you know? 20 or something like that. I think they were ahead by one. 21. (laughs) Hang in doing something for me. I think that's what it was. I think it was. I think they had a rich flex going into the half. It was 17 to 16 Seattle, the half. Yeah. So Seattle was up one. Yep. After that. It was all 49ers. I mean, they just wiped the floor with them. And here's the thing. Brock Purdy didn't even play spectacular. I agree. He had a good game, and his numbers are a bit misleading. His numbers are good. I know he threw for like 300 yards. He had three touchdowns. So happy you said that. But I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead. With Brock Purdy, though, it wasn't like one of those spe- – go ahead, bro. I can't even concentrate. I'm so proud of you for saying that. You want to know why you're so saying- disrespectful. That's worse than me calling you Nikki. No. I am so happy for you because you finally called out the obvious. Wow. Holy shit. Dude, the fucking San Francisco, their wide receivers are completely wide open. I, the, this guy is just doing whatever. Like, he's not even playing all that good. He's just getting, like, their, their wide receivers are fucking wide open. It's like the Chiefs. It's almost like the Chiefs. Shanahan, hats off to him. He is making Brock Purdy a lot of money and being very relevant in his league. It, it, it really is. The way he's scheming up the uh, the wide receivers, it, I salute that. You got IUK, you got Debo, you got CMC. He is using all of those guys. Even Kittle is awesome. Every time Brandon IUK runs like a 10-yard post or a five and in, there's it looks like there's not even a receipt. There's not even a receiver uh, a defender in the like the the, the snapshot photo. He did like, within five yards, he just wide oh, it's like toss. Exactly. He's throwing him the ball, and then the wide receiver's just running and picking up chunk yards. Yep. So that's what I thought with Brock Purdy. Like, their defense is serious, though. So I'm not taking anything away from that. Their defense is unreal, and CMC is back to being CMC of two years ago. Totally unlocked in the offense. And the 49ers are good. It's just, I just, like, with Brock Purdy, dude, like, I I don't, I'm not, I'm not sold yet. He's playing well, and I think he's a baller. I think he's tough. But I just, I like, I don't know. I know. I just, I don't know because again, like I don't see him threading needles and making those, those throws where I'm like, that kid, that guy is the real deal. And he doesn't have to be because he's performing, he's performing just like Jimmy G good enough to win the game. And that's all you got to do. That's all you have to do. You have to play good enough to win the game. He's a little flashier than Jimmy G because he's, he's more of an athlete. He could run around, but they're, they, to me, it's like the same guy. You think teams are taking him lightly? Who? Purdy. I don't I, think anymore. I mean, Bro, he had 332 yards in his first playoff game. That's that's great. As Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. Yeah, that's impressive. That is. But when you watch it, when you watch the game, it's misleading. It is super misleading. And I'm not again, I'm I'm really not. Like I'm not trying I'm not hating or saying that I'm not either that I'm not trying to diminish that cuz he played well. Agreed. But I'm just saying, like, when you look at one of those games, like, I expect that's a Burrow game, a Mahomes game, an Allen. A regular game for them. That is, like, that is one of those games that they do in a playoff situation. Correct. And there's wow plays. There's a booming factor. And it's like, holy shit, like, they came to play. Yep. But I never saw any of that with Purdy. It was, like, routine-ass throws. 
Yeah, it was it, it was very vanilla. It's just it's the slant routes, it's the out routes. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't any deep passes where he's he's hitting people in stride, nothing like that. But when you got a, a guy like Debo Samuel and you got a coach that can scheme up somebody like a Debo Samuel to be wide open like that, the guy's going to take a seventy four yards, and that's exactly what he did in that game. He took a seventy four yard to the house, like that's what he does but there's 332 yards you take away 74 you take away that one play it's a it's a it's a little bit misleading like you were saying yep. that's why i'm saying when you watch the game you could see these wide receivers are wide open now do i believe is that's going to be the case for next week no i think teams are going to adjust i think dallas cowboys can match up with them they can they have the pass because rush. they had the pass rush and their defense is pretty they've been playing pretty well they have been dallas defense so that's why I would give them a chance over. I, like I don't see Dallas losing to Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? Like I don't see Brock Purdy beating Dallas. I just don't. Not after what I saw last night. Do I, you think that he could be the QB of the future? Yes, because I think Shanahan can can work with him. I really believe that because he doesn't have to do anything flashy. You don't have to do that. You don't got to do the most. You just got to play your part in the offense. The engine is always going to be there yep. because Shanahan could scheme these guys open like like nothing you're, like seeing, nothing, you're seeing it it's amazing it's amazing what you could do when you scheme up your guys wide open yeah i don't i don't know if he's the qb of the future but depending on how the rest of the playoff goes like if he goes to the nfc championship game or even the super bowl how do you how do you move on how how do you move on now he won six straight yeah you don't see and the niners and you want a playoff game. but the niners won 10 straight as a unit agreed so it's like you see that and it's like all right well trey lance you didn't see much of anything for two games jimmy g you know he's injury prone so it's like all right well what are you going to do are you going to get tom brady for a year and spanos mentioned this which was a good thing brady goes to san francisco brock purdy sits on the bench they trade trey lance brock purdy learns behind tom brady and then takes over that actually to me i like i hate that why because i feel like if brady went there and he struggled for the first couple of games. And Purdy, just say, just say Purdy takes his job. It's almost like a passing of the torch. Mr. Irrelevant, late draft pick, all these things. It's like a Tom Brady story. It is. It's like a Brady story. If this, guy, this kid should be the future because we didn't see shit from Trey Lance. I know he got hurt, but even when he wasn't hurt, he wasn't all that. He wasn't Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's been playing really well. Trey he Lance, fits their offense. Trey Lance at this point now has thrown like a hundred passes in four years. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you can't, like you can't just bench Brock Purdy because you invested a pick in Trey Lance. No, no, you I just don't have to just say, hey, fuck, we were wrong. You know, we found our quarterback, and that's what it is. You can't bring Jimmy G back. I don't see them bringing Brady in because Brady does not want to live in the West Coast, according to the reports. Which I do kind of believe because he's a family man, but. I think is Brock he? Purdy. I'm just kidding. You could. I mean, it's a fair question. It is. I don't want to do that actually, though, because it's actually a fair question. I mean, I, I, that's why I didn't stop you. Go off, King. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he 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 can be the the uh, the 49ers quarterback of the future, absolutely. Because I because if he if he wins this weekend, he has to be. I, if he wins this weekend, the 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 question is is getting more intense. Even if he doesn't win, depending I, I, how he plays. Yeah, but, but again, again, I mean, he's won six games in a row. So my thing right? is six in a row. Well, yeah. What bothers me is if a first round pick or a second round pick wins six straight, they're automatically the starter. But a kid, seventh round pick, last pick of the draft, plays super well, 
he's not going to be considered in, in the conversation because of where he was drafted. To me, that's what I hate. I agree. And I think Kyle Shanahan, I don't think Kyle Shanahan looks is like that, to be honest. Like I think he would, if he thinks he's the, he's the guy for the job, I think he would run with them. I agree. And like I said, depending how the rest of the playoffs play out, shape out, I believe that, you know, if, if they do advance again, I mean, it's, it's going to be kind of hard to walk away from that, especially because you got them cheap as shit in the, se mm -hmm. in the seventh round. So moving on to, Ooh, hold on, shoot him up sports. Welcome, Ryan. What's up, buddy? 2017 Eagles number one seed were doomed with a backup quarterback who had an in a TD slash inter interception ratio of 32-2, but San Fran has Mr. Irrelevant, and they are the team to beat, question mark? Those were Foles' 20, 2013 stats. That's interesting. He corrected himself. He said 27-2, but but yeah. 27-2. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then Brock Purdy is a dog. I, will, I was just going to address that. I actually agree with him. Cause I do think he has the competitive fire in his belly. Like you could see it the way he plays, man. Like he is a dog. I'll give him that. Ryan Evans. Welcome to the show, buddy. He, he said, go birds, go birds, go birds. Yo, Ryan, we got a second round by. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're in the <laughs> NFC chip, baby. What's up, Marcos? Welcome, um, welcome back to the show, man. You've been MIA. Yeah, Marcos. We appreciate you. We're not talking about Hillary on here. so <laughs> That's crazy, man. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, switching to the Seahawks a little bit, do you think that the Seahawks need to draft a quarterback? Yes. Yes. Do you think Geno's just a bridge? I think Geno is a good quarterback. I think he showed this year that he can play in his league. It's just... Can he win you a Super Bowl? I think with Geno, to me, is what you saw this year is what you're going to get. with Like, that's the best Geno you'll get. And while he played well, it's not enough. But, like, Seattle's a weird team, though. Like, are they rebuilding? Do they have a rebuilding roster? Are they good? Are they are they a couple pieces away? Like, what are they? Like, you could kind of you, you <laughs> make a uh, – you could kind of make a compelling argument that they're just a few pieces. Like, if they get a quarterback – and maybe another defensive player. See, I don't think the quarterback's the issue to in totality of the entire team. Like, I feel like if they've got, you know, a better defensive line, uh, corners, so I, I mean, they drafted that one corner. He's a stud. That's what I'm way. saying. Like, this year in their draft with their offensive linemen and their cornerback, they, it was, they were both hits. They need linebackers, D-line, and they're going to need, um, I would say, a tight end. A serviceable tight end. A good tight end. They would be okay. And maybe another wide receiver. I they think. do need a tight end. Agreed. They 100% need a tight end because Noah Fant was one of the most hyped up players I, I can remember, especially for fantasy. Mm -hmm. And he was he got injured and you never heard about him again. Who's that one tight end that, that Jay always drafted? Will Disley. Will Disley, yo. Yeah. I, every time I think of Seattle, I think of that guy, dude. That's just the funniest thing. That's I think just, of Jay every time I hear Every Will single Disley. time when I see Will Disley running down the sideline, I just think of Jay. I tell he him that the barbershop, he cracks the fuck up every time. He loves Will Disley, bro, to this day. To this day, he does? <laughs> yeah. He looks like Will Disley. Yeah, because he just randomly picked him up. I'm like, look, like who the fuck is Will Disley? I know. All of a sudden, he starts snapping, He bro. has 15 points a game, and I'm like, Jay, who is that? I'm like, yo, good find, Jay. Good shit. Yeah, bro like damn i know now everybody's searching for the tight end because it's the hardest position in fantasy i agree it's ridiculous yeah, outside yeah. of like three people yeah they need a tight end uh, but they yeah for the piece. the seahawks i think there are a few pieces away and a quarterback i think gino is a bridge quarterback that can keep you relevant but you're not going very far they him. found their running back though kenneth walker's a stud he's a beast he's and a stud. you, you could pair him with dk and teams will fear that and caesar lockett Caesar Lockett is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> Caesar Lockett is great. 
Oh my God. I had to throw that jab. Shout out C's, man. All right, guys, moving on. The Bills escaped the Dolphins 34 31. Psychotic and iconic. Wow, 13 and a half point favorites, and you get in a dog fight with Skylar Thompson. You care to explain this to me? Because they blew they nearly blew a 17 point lead. Um well no, you go first because you, you're the Bills critic. No, I want to hear what you gotta say. Well, I'm a Josh Allen truth teller. <laughs> and I um my thing is is I don't understand why Josh Allen is above criticism. Why is he the golden boy? Okay. 32 fumbles and interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. Another five mm-hmm. in this game. Four. What? What? He had two fumbles and th- and yeah, three fumbles and two picks. Three fumbles five, and five two turnovers. Picks. Five. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And my and I look at it and I'm like, okay, I don't understand how the most unbeatable team ever, with the best quarterback to ever play, the better than Patrick Mahomes, best in the game, just keeps constantly getting swept under the rug for the turnovers. They are a massive problem. And until they get cleaned up, Josh Allen and the Bills are never winning a Super Bowl. You know what, Mike? AKA Pauls. I agree with you, bro. I do. I, I agree with you. I have Josh Allen in fantasy. Phil, sound the fucking. I agree with Both him. Me and Nick agree on Josh Allen. I can't I, believe it. Well, look, bro. I'm a realist, bro. You know that. I'm the realist motherfucker on this fucking podcast. I tell it how I mean, it is. I, wouldn't I say go that it with far. my chest, and I fucking salute motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Uh, it's what I do up here, bro. I am very objective to the guys that I like. Pauls. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I am. You I'm are fair. not objective to the players Absolutely. you like. Absolutely. What? This is the first time in 19 weeks that you've been objective towards Joshua Allen. No, I have been objective saying he turns the ball over, but I would take his talent over anybody. That's Uh, a difference. I have always said his turn. You know what Josh Allen reminds me of? Who? The Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yeah, right. You know why? When he's on fire, he's really good. And when he's bad, his floor is really low. And that's the problem with Josh Allen. And that's why Josh Allen will never win a Super Bowl playing like that. Because when he lost Brian Dable, he reverted back to the old shit. 32 fumbles and interceptions in 17 games. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, 16 games mm-hmm. because they didn't play the game against Cincinnati. So he had two give he had two a game. That how is that how is that not a bigger story than it is? Why am I the only one calling this out? You wanna know why, Mike? Because it comes with the territory of the skill set he has. He's overrated. He runs the ball. He, he's a running back and he's a quarterback. He's overrated. That's a, that's ridiculous. He's overrated. He's he's his talent. Is, Cheeks agree with me. He's overrated. He does. Look I, at him. He said it in there. He's 100% allerated. He's streaky. That's what I'm talking about. He's up and down. That's overrated. When you get Josh Allen, can you look at me with a straight face and you can guarantee me you know what you're getting every game? You no, can't. I can't. I can't. And I'm not and like look, that's funny because it's because of what we've been going through, but with Josh Allen, bro, you don't know which guy is going to show up. Like on Sunday when they play the Bengals, I have no idea if I'm getting Josh Allen from the Patriots playoff game last year or if I'm getting him from the from the Dolphins yesterday. Because if he plays like he did against the Dolphins, the Bengals are going to smoke them. I agree with you, bro. I do. This is amazing. No, I do. He turns the ball over in the most inopportune times. I'm sorry. He does. I watched that game and I'm sitting there. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Another fumble? Like, what are you doing, bro? Three fumbles and two picks? I mean, come on. I mean, he, he still won, which is incredible, but he hey, played against the Dolphins. He won, though. So give him credit on that. He won. He I'm won. just criticizing the individual play, but he won the game. He won with five turnovers. And QB wins is a stat. And I will say, too, if Tua was playing that game, they lose. 
I genuinely believe that. I'm see, dead serious. See, I'm the, I'm the kind of guy that okay, I understand what you're talking about. You're saying if two was there, but I also feel like the the mindset of the team would have been different because they know they're going against Tua and not Skylar Thompson. I'll buy that. So I, I understand what you're talking about. I know a lot of people like to compare saying, oh, yeah, if we had Lamar Jackson, we would have won. Well, no shit. Based on that game, you would have because their mindset was focused on playing against Tyler Huntley and not Lamar Jackson. It's a different game. It's a different. You're amped up for the, the for the big time players. You got to prepare for the big time players. So when you're playing against a Skylar Thompson, you're kind of playing down to the competition. We talk about it all the time. It's like an it's a human element of it. Yeah, it is. And, and, and that's how I take it. But you do. You are absolutely correct about Josh Allen. If he if he does that again next week, he's out. They're, they're, they're done. They will have no chance against the Bengals. They will get smoked. They will lose to the Bengals by 10 points or more if he if he has five turnovers. You could put it on record. I just like for me, I just I don't understand it. And like I said, like we laugh about this all the time, but it is so serious. Did you see, did you watch any like sports shows today, like first take or anything? A little bit of it. Yeah. Did you see anyone talking about them? No, I was I, I was no, everybody was talking about Brady and shit like that. So yeah. So I mean, look now. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Which but, is which is fair because they were playing Monday night. So that's yeah. the hot news off the press. So I my whole thing with Josh Allen is is I believe, like I said, you got Tony Romo. I'm watching this game. I'm glad I thought of this. I'm watching a game <laughs> with a quarterback that had three intercept three what wait, was it? I'm sorry, three fumbles and two interceptions. Yes. Three fumbles and two interception. And Tony Romo was calling him Mr. January. A guy that's never even made a Super Bowl. One AFC championship game appearance in five years. And you're laughing because you know that's true. It's nauseating. I can't stand Josh Allen. I can't stand it anymore because he's above criticism. And I need ob objectivity towards that. It's the love fest for you. It's a love fest, dude. Because if that was Jalen Hurts, if that was Dak Prescott with three fumbles and two interceptions and he won the game, mm -hmm. they would be trashing him about how the Cowboys can't win without – about how the Cowboys won in, in spite of him. But because it's Josh Allen, that doesn't get talked about. You can't look me in the face and say you wouldn't want Josh Allen as your quarterback. You can't, bro. There's no way. I would want Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is a really good player. I just think he's overrated in the terms of the way he is viewed upon peers and media around the globe. Nobody, everybody only points to the bad. Nobody ever talks about his flaws. No, I mean, sorry, everybody points to the good, but they never address the flaws. And the flaws right now are outweighing the good. He can throw the ball 70 yards in the air. He could run over a linebacker. He can make a flashy play. He could thread the needle. He, you've seen him against the Chiefs last year with Patrick Mahomes. He can do all of that. But you have to, on the flip side, he doesn't take care of the ball. He fumbles too much. He throws careless interceptions, red zone interceptions. That has to account for something when you are a player of that magnitude. I totally agree with you, man. I do. When I, you I, are I a no... certified top three quarterback. I agree. You have to be nitpicked and held accountable. Like I said, Patrick Mahomes. I used to say Patrick Mahomes has a little bit of a love fest because when he throws a bullet, it's the next topic for the next three weeks. But Patrick Mahomes never played a road playoff game. Went to four straight AFC championship games. Went to two Super Bowls. Won one. You know, so it's like you see that and it's like, all right, Tom, he's won a league MVP. He's earned that cachet. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen hasn't really done any of that yet. And it's like, why are people putting him in a category that he doesn't deserve to be in yet? I just want consistency from Josh Allen. That's, That's fair. what Josh Allen's missing. Consistency. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. But also, Mahomes also turns the ball over too. He did. He had two less interceptions than Josh Allen. Exactly. But the problem is, is Josh Allen had 14 more fumbles. That's because Josh Allen's a runner too. 
That's, Correct. But that comes with the skill set of Josh Allen. And that's my argument. It's like, of course, he's going to fumble the ball, bro. He's a quarterback running at, at, towards linebackers. They're much bigger than him. And he's willing to take the hit for his team. I would want a quarterback to do that. Personally, the guy who's going to put his fucking heart on the line. Give me that guy. All yes day. and no. Yes and no, because he he's like I said, you know. But it comes with the territory. I know it I does. Know. It does. It, I mean, look, the bad plays they gotta be they gotta be negated. They if they have any chance to win the Super Bowl or even get to the Super Bowl or hell even beat the Bengals, they have to eliminate turnovers. He is a turnover machine, one hundred percent. But it comes with the skill set of Josh Allen. It's what he does. It's just it's just him, bro. Like he's playing football the way he knows how. Whether it's fair or unfair to to you know. To say he's he's a turnover turnover machine, which he is. He was like Andrew 32, Luck. 32 turnovers is, is a little. It was appreciate. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was going to be a surefire a superstar. What was Andrew Luck's problem? His flaw was turnovers. Yeah. Interceptions, trying yep. to do too much, fumbles. Yeah. Now now look, his offensive line was atrocious. He was getting beat up back there, but it was the same trajectory. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I mean, now granted, he stinks now, but Carson Wentz, dude, he, the turnovers, you, throwing interceptions in big moments, melting down in games, you can't do that. It doesn't work. I agree, man. I agree. I mean, so, look, I, I can't wait for this Bengals and Bills game. I'm excited about it. We're going to talk. We're going to make our predictions on Thursday. But do you think that the Bills should be concerned? Yeah, absolutely. They should be concerned. If you're turning the ball over five <laughs> times, yeah, if you're turning the ball over five times, in the playoffs, you're eliminated, bro. Like nine times out of ten. Okay, they got away with it because they played Miami. Because they played Skylar Thompson. Correct. If they well, played, actually didn't play that bad, let's be real that's here. That's fair. Jalen Waddle dropped three really big no, game-defining passes. Dropped points. Yes. They lost by three points. I know. And if he catches one of them, they maybe have a tie game. Jalen Waddle, like, really, really did not step up to the moment. He boned them in the beginning, for real. And the balls were hit. Those were nice throws they by Skylar nice throws. Thompson. And when you're a third-string quarterback, you need your AY receivers to make those catches. Totally That's agree how with you him. get your confidence. 100%. That's how you get in rhythm. That's yep. how you get your juices flowing and get going. So I don't blame Skylar Thompson all that much. I mean, Mike McDaniel was hitting a vape and couldn't get the clock management on their He was control. flaring it up. Yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not downing him for it, but you know, but I'm just saying, like Skylar Thompson, considering the circumstances, played well. I totally agree. I totally agree. But five turnovers, you're never going to survive. No. They will not beat Cincinnati with five fucking turnovers. If they do that, they are losing by double digits. And I'm rooting for the Bills. I I, I, I am rooting for the Bills because I like Josh Allen. I think he he is a Super Bowl away from being in that conversation as yeah. the one of the best quarterbacks. If he went to Super Bowl, I, I think he is firmly cemented at, right now as the second best quarterback in the league. 1A, 1B. I still have him too, but I would have him too. I think Mahomes is is better because yeah. Mahomes doesn't make those mistakes like 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 Allen. Like he doesn't fumble the ball. Not all Mahomes is more of a pocket passer, finesse passer. Yeah. Does the trick shit? You can, like the Chiefs can scheme up plays for Mahomes' skill set. You know the you know the shovel passes to uh, to Kelsey. Like those are like his plays like that's his skill and, set that's what he does he does those like circus throws that's what he does and i know that patrick mahomes had two less intercepts interceptions than josh allen and i get it but people have to understand 
not every interception is created equally. There's a big difference between throwing an interception in the first quarter on the on the 50-yard line as opposed to driving all the way down the field on an 11-play drive and Josh Allen throwing a, a – literally throwing it to Patrick Peterson in that Vikings game. Mm-hmm. Those turnovers in the red zone are the problem. And unfortunately, that's just what he – that's that's just like – like kind of part of what's going on right now. I don't understand that. I, I really don't because last year it was taken care of. Is Brian Dable that much of a wizard? Because Brian Dable just did it to Daniel Jones. Maybe. And look how sloppy Josh Allen got when he lost them. I don't know. I'm just saying if you put two and two together. The problem with Josh Allen is he's trying to do too much. Yes. He doesn't need to do that. He he likes to hit the home run. Yes. He yes. loves that. I mean, we, he has the players to do it. When you got a guy like Gabe Davis, you got Stefan Diggs. You're going to take your shots. You have to. I'm so not I, doubting him. I'm no. not doubting him for that. But they do need to run the ball, too. Like, Josh Allen can't be your best running back. That's what worries me about the Bills. They can't run the football. I mean, I think James Cook, is. he's played really well. He's going to be their starter next year. I agree. I agree. But if they can't run the football this weekend or even the rest of the playoffs, they're in trouble. Because if you're relying on Josh Allen and he's turnover machine like that, you're putting your team in a bad position to be successful unless he turns it up and doesn't have any turnovers. I think they run the ball decent too. It's just, they abandon it. Yep. And they just get so pass happy. And then the only runs they have is like Josh Allen's in a shotgun and it's a QB draw. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't that is do the running that. play. You can keep, you can keep the defense honest by sprinkling in some runs. That is a running play. It is. It's the a quarterback. Q-back. He yep. drops back three steps, reads the screens, the, you know, one level, two level and takes off. But that's what makes him so hard to stop because Correct. when you have third and seven, he could throw a slanted digs and get a first down, but he can also run up the middle and get a first down. He's a monster. Like, and you that's, can't, it's always hard. A DB isn't tackling him one-on-one. Absolutely not. They don't want no smoke with that. They don't. Yeah. And he can hurdle over you. So like, Correct. he's yeah. just very dynamic. And that's, that's why Josh Allen is regarded as one of the best players because of his skill set. But you make a good point about the turnovers, and I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm with you 100%. But that's the reason why the Love Fest exists, because of what he can actually do. He could do so much. Not not all quarterbacks can have his skill set. But would you rather your quarterback be a little bit less athletic, like Joe Burrow, and make key plays and key moments and be calm under pressure? Or would you rather have a freakish athlete that you have no idea what you're getting Sunday in and Sunday out? You're not taking the latter. It's tough because Josh Allen, he could be a pocket passer. He absolutely, and I'm not saying that too because the touchdowns, that was a touchdown, by the way, at the end of the half, I think, anyway. Stefan Diggs. Yep. And that was a strike. Yep. And he can do that. Like Josh Allen is not just a runner. He's not just a runner. He can run. You were clowning clowning about that one throw that he threw to, was it John Brown? Yeah, because you have people sitting there saying, oh, he ran the wrong route. It was a, it was five yards short. It was a terrible throw. Like, it's okay. But we have to. It's the love fest. We can't credit. We're not allowed to criticize Josh Allen. Then it's, oh, well, the the wide receiver got blindsided. He ran the wrong route. Bro, he threw an interception. He threw two of them. You think that pass was bad to John Brown in the end zone? It was picked off. No, he, he scored John Brown. Wait, which one are you talking about? Talking about the John Brown touchdown pass. Oh, I'm talking about the interception. I'm sorry. We were talking about two different things. I thought you talked about the one that he heaved up and it was and it got picked off. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I was on the one that you were crushing about that throw. You were like, Oh, that's a bad throw. Remember? Yeah, I no. was yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about now. Excuse me. That was a bad throw. It was a great catch. I mean, if he caught it, he didn't drop it in the bucket. Okay, that's fair. But 
But it was like 70 fucking yards. It was 70 yards, and the wide receiver made an excellent catch. He did. He but did. again, catch. we talked about this before. Catch radius. Matters. Wide receivers making you look better. Like Jalen Hurts doesn't throw perfect balls, but A.J. Brown goes up there and gets it, and then Jalen Hurts gets the credit because that's a touchdown and 50 yards on his I agree. Record. God, God bless, bless you, Phil. So you see that, and it's like, all right. But again, it wasn't that good of a throw. It wasn't a drop in the bucket, but it was caught. But that's just you nitpicking that shit because you have to. I have to because you have to complete. You have to complete your narrative of Josh Allen truth teller saying, "Oh, he's no. inaccurate. He's he's not. Oh, he's no. overrated. See, I don't have to do shit. He's he does overrated. It. He's this. He's not overrated. Bro. See, I don't have to do that because he proves it to me every Sunday when you go out there and you have no idea what Josh Allen you're getting. That's. But I, I would bet on the talent. Yes, he's he's been to an AFC championship game. Would you bet on Justin Herbert's talent? Sure. I would. He just blew a 27-point lead, Nick. Uh, yeah, I know that. that. I know, I but I also said he was 24 years old. Uh, Josh Allen's, what, 26? 26. It's still so fucking far. young, bro. Yeah, it is. Like, Hell yeah, it's five like, years younger than us. It's so funny that I'm 30 years old, right? I'm criticizing cats that are six years younger than me, and they are fucking freakish athletes. And meanwhile, I get out of breath when I run up my steps. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we got to pump their brakes a little that's bit, that flare. Like, that's the flare lungs, though. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But like you can't blow a 27 point lead. Totally agree with you. But the talent wise, bro, we criticize these kids that are playing in the biggest stage in the world. You got millions of people watching these playoff games. They are 24, 24 years old, 23 years old. I was at the bar getting fucked up, dancing on the dance floor at that age. These guys are, the, are they, got the, they got the whole world watching them. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's amazing. But pressure it, makes diamonds, though. I agree. It depends on who who it is. It depends on what kind of person you are, right? You can have all the talent in the world, but do you have that heart in you where you're just locked in? Fuck the world. I don't care what they're what they're hey, saying. Bro, the same the same water that softens the potatoes hardens the eggs. It's what oh. you're made of inside, brother. I I totally agree with you, and 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 that's how I view it. But like. You know, they're 24, 23, 26 years old. These kids are young, man. Just because they have a slip up in the playoffs um, doesn't really make them, no. you know. It's You have to take it in totality. You have yeah. to take it in totality. So he's played seven. Josh Allen's played seven playoff games. He's been excellent in, I think, four of them. He's Mr. January. I don't, dude, don't even start. Mr. January. Mr. Is Mr. January. That is the wildest quote I've ever heard in my life. That was crazy. I did hear that. That, that actually, to me took over my initial crazy one of Dan Orlovsky when Josh Allen threw the ball out of bounds. And he said, that was the best throwaway I've ever seen. That was when I knew I'm, I'm like, not. okay, enough's enough here. You know how I feel about those incompletions. You know how you I get feel. praise for incomplete passes. Yes. Patrick Mahomes did it too. Uh, in the Super Bowl. Yep. They got her ass beat, but it was the greatest incompletion he's ever, like people have ever seen in their entire life. What, you're, you're grading a fucking incompletion. Now. What are we talking about? A love fest. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that person. Yeah, I no, love I Josh know. Allen, but I'm not a love fester. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I don't fall for the trap. Yeah, I'm not gonna say, oh, I, that was a beautiful incompletion. Look at that. Look at the talent. Look, look at his arm talent. I, I'm not gonna say that. If he fucking incomplete, it was a, if it's an incomplete pass, it's an incomplete. Yeah, it was, pass. Oh, that would have been a really good catch yeah. if he caught that. Yeah, I'm not gonna like praise his ass because he got an incompletion. That's stupid. I, I, I just. I disagree with that. I'm not a love fester though with Josh Allen. I'm a, I, I, I'm a, I'm an objective Josh Allen fan. Nah, you're like a backup dancer. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my thing is like Josh what? Allen, like you just started coming onto the scene. 
You've been sitting back though, and now yesterday it was undeniable, or on Sunday it was undeniable. With but I've show. always said he he's turned the ball over. No, that was the first time I've ever heard you actually dig in and listen to me. I must have dig in me. Well, yeah. Caught myself on that, but that was the first time I ever actually show, seen you do some real objectivity towards him. I'm so. Damn, <laughs> Philly filling the building. <laughs> All right, guys, moving off, on. King. Bengals escape versus the Ravens, 24-17. Ravens hanging until the end, ultimately losing. Dude, I was bugging because, you know, what we didn't think of once the Bills won and the Ravens knew that became a trap game. Mm -hmm. Tyler Huntley, you're looking past them. You want you want to go play the Bills in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow didn't play that good. He played a typical Ravens game. What didn't I tell you? I said he plays weird against the Ravens. He I does. said, I said he'll have like a decent 200 yard game with one touchdown here. Like, did you even play? Mm -hmm. But here's the difference: What didn't Joe Burrow do in that game? Turn the ball over, and that's why they held him. Because if the Ravens played against the Bills and the Ravens played like that, the Ravens would have beat them. He caught a break. He did. He caught a big, big break. I sent you a text message, and what did I? Do you remember it? The Bengals will not win this game without a turnover. And five minutes later, that defensive lineman ran that kickback. That was the reason that they did it. Because they had Burrow, for the most part, they had Burrow pretty much in check. Just like they did the other two games this year. Not for nothing. Baltimore's defense is really, really impressive. They're, they're pretty good. They are. They could play really good defense. But Cincinnati caught a break. Let's call it what it is. I mean, look, you love Joe Burrow. You think he's all that. But he didn't play his best game. No. He didn't. Nope. So, you know, I understand what you're saying. He he didn't turn the ball over, but he didn't play his best game. And in fact, he got so lucky. If he loses that game, I feel like the Super Bowl run would have lost credit. It would it would have lost credibility. It's invalidated. Bit. It would have been a really bad look for him because then you could have leaned on them right. and said that he they just got hot at the right moment, which is my biggest thing that I mentioned with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm really glad that that didn't happen. Number one, because I'm a Burrow fan. Number two, because I want to be right. But now he's four and one in the playoffs. That's mm -hmm. a good record. He's only started two full seasons. Yeah, he's got five, he's got four, five playoff games, four wins. So he needed that. You can't lose the backup quarterback. You can't do shit like that. Like I said, the only positive I'm taking away from that Burrow game was that he didn't turn the ball over. He did just enough to win. He got bailed out by his defense, though. I will say that. Absolutely. That was not anything spectacular. That's a 14 point swing. And a big game like that towards the, in the fourth quarter. Whatever John Harbaugh does, had Bill, every defensive coordinator needs to check it because that team holds him in check. I totally agree. Yeah, I was uh, I was legitimately worried. I felt bad for the Ravens to a degree. I Me did. too, because again, here's another one. I said if the Dolphins had Tua, if the Bengals have Lamar Jackson, they win. Tyler Huntley did not play that bad. I'm not that kind of guy to say that, though. Like I said, the mentality is different. And again, I buy that. I know what you're saying. I'm just like, with a little bit of an elevation at quarterback, yeah. the dynamic's different. Sure. I mean, Tyler Huntley was carving them up to yeah. a degree. I agree. He was throwing on them. But don't go over the goal line with the ball exposed. That if you do that, you gotta be at like the like the half yard the line, and when you jump, the ball is just gonna hit the plane. But don't do that with a yard out because he was well short of the first down. 
He was well short. They defend there, met him in the air, knocked the ball out. It happened to land. Heads in on the, play. It happened to land in uh, Sam Hubbard's hands, and he took it for 90-something yards. That's amazing. And I know people were talking about, oh, yeah, the you know the refs missed a blown call on the, on the, on the, uh, the blocking in the back. Okay, I get it. Come on, but man. let's not take the fact that let's not forget the fact that the Ravens completely blew that game. Stop yeah. blaming the refs. It's none of that. The Ravens should have just ran the ball like a normal cubic sneak. It would, it would, they would have scored because it was only third down, correct? Was that third down? Yeah. Third down, was it? Yes. So, yeah. So you had two downs to just do a quarterback sneak. If they stop you, okay, they deserve to win the game or stop or just completely tie it. But you now you, you pin the Bengals at the half yard line. You're good. Your defense is playing well. Like that was a bad, that was, that was a bad, bad decision right there. I actually, in a way, like as much as I, I love Joe Burrow and root for him, I really did in a way feel bad for the Ravens because they played their asses off and they really had a chance to steal that upset. It's good for the NFL that they didn't. I felt bad for it, but they really had a chance to do it. I felt bad for them. I did because the whole Lamar thing, it feels like, you know, a lot of people are it saying serves Lamar. Them right, though. Uh, Pay the man. He earned his money. No, I'm not going to say that. So what, what I'm going to say is Lamar Jackson, there's a, there's a lot of reports saying that he did, you know, he wasn't going to take the risk, which should have. How do you blame him? Go look at Baker. If Mayfield. he's hurt, if he has a grade two PCL and he's hurt, why would I risk the bag for that? I'm not doing that. First off. Anyway, but I just felt bad for the Ravens because they played their fucking hearts out, man, on the road against the reigning champs in the AFC. And they put up a goddamn dogfight. But that play, man, that was like the game. God from heaven just wanted the Bengals to win. That way, that was – I've never seen that before. Um, in a magnitude – in a game like this, I have never seen a play like that completely just change the entire narrative. Because the narrative was going to be, damn, the Ravens are up seven. They're playing excellent defense. They were probably going to win that game. If they score a touchdown there, I think they do. I think they do, too. I think the Bengals get a field goal, but then I think they would shut them down out of the end zone, in my opinion, because yeah. the Ravens were playing excellent football. At, by that time, Cincinnati only scored 17 points. Like, they did. like, they, And they didn't do much in the first half or the second half. Does that game concern you at all about the Bengals against next week with Buffalo, or do you just kind of think that it's a division game, that's how they play, and – They'll be ready to go. That's I, I always believe in that. The division games are always tough. I will always believe in that, man. Like that is because they know you so well. They know you're all those are legitimate rivalries. Yes. They know what you like to do best. They know what your weaknesses is. Tendencies. They know what your strengths are. They know everything. Tendencies. They know they know the players. They know the matchups. Like there's a lot of things that you know when you're playing against a division mm -hmm. opponent. That's why I said the Giants have a chance. Like I'm not gonna just just you know shove them away because it's the Giants and the Eagles. It's it's definitely David. David versus Goliath completely agree, but like you always have a chance when it's a division game. That's why the Ravens had a chance. And then they, they, they blew that game. Like I, I just felt so bad, man. Like they, they play, played their hearts out and to lose like that, that to sucks. lose like that on the fucking one yard line and give up a defensive touchdown. However, we have the game now people want to see. Yes. Cause that game on Sunday afternoon is going to be amazing. I'll say this in every single winner. I am very happy. They won me except for the Jags. Uh, I really wanted Justin Herbert. We got to know what Justin Herbert's about. I mean, maybe we do know what Justin Herbert's maybe about. Maybe the Justin Jags. Rivers. Maybe the Jags. But the Jags are one of those teams that, like, you got to be like, damn, we got to play the Jags next round.
Like they're the one of those teams that are just weird. You know, I feel like the Jags right now are going to be the Chiefs are going to be the most heavily bet team of the week next weekend. Everybody is going to bet the Chiefs based on them, at, like on the emotional win. I no, I think just that's just how people are going to bet. I just think everybody's going to be on the Chiefs. I don't think they're going to give the Jags any chance because because everybody's going to think it was a fluke. Yep, to a degree. That's what it is, and that's when you got to be careful. What I think the, the Chiefs should win. The line opened up at uh, eight and a half. Wow. Rightfully so. I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense. But, you know, again, now it's playoff football. Games are shorter. You're, you don't, you can't score in 10 seconds anymore. I mean, you can, but it's not going to be as easy as it was no, with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's going to be very, very different. So it's going to be Patrick Mahomes' first playoff run without mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. I don't know if it'll make that difference, that big of a difference. It didn't in the regular season, obviously. He led the league in passing. But So if the Ravens would have won that game, the Ravens wouldn't have been playing – the Ravens the would have Chiefs? played the Chiefs. And then the Jags would have been playing the Bills. Yep. That's interesting. So it is kind of weird how it lined up like that because I wanted to see Josh Allen and and uh, Joe Burrow go. Yeah, they got to finish that. Yeah. They, and they, that's going to be, I think they're going to do something really cool before the game, like lock arms or something like that. Well, you know, you know what's going to happen before the game? DeMar Hamlin's going to show up. I thought he would throw show up in the Super Bowl. I thought, I thought he was going to show up last game in the wild card. But apparently, I don't think he got cleared yet, or something, or something. I don't know. There was something going on. Uh-huh. But the but I think he's going to show up this game. This is going to be the game. That would be cool. This it would be amazing. Yeah. Like I got the chills thinking about it. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that a month ago or three weeks ago, we were having different conversations. Yeah. Now the the guy is showing up to the playoff game. You got the the Bengals and the Bills. It's almost like it was meant to happen. Yep. Type of thing. You know what I mean? So that is going to be cool. But I, I think that's going to happen. Demar Hamlin will be there. All right, guys, last topic of the night before we get out of here. Cowboys demolish the Suckineers, 31 to 14. Yeah. Dak Prescott plays the game of his life. Four touchdowns passing and one rushing. Mm -hmm. Zero interceptions. That's amazing. I don't know. How many interceptions Josh Allen have? Two. Okay. Um, No, but Dak Prescott, that was the best game. That's his signature win. That's the best game he's ever played as a pro. I'm happy as hell for that dude. Because he gets shit on routinely, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. Because, again, if he would have thrown two picks and had three interceptions and won the game, it would have been about the two picks and the three interceptions and not the game that he won. I totally agree. Because it's – but, it, again, bro, it comes to territory of being a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, yeah, bro. Yeah, but he the should be – The spotlight's on you, man. You got to perform. Everybody's watching you. That was his signature win in a big moment back against the wall. And it started out – I think they went two and out on their first two or three possessions, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, are they really rattled? And then and then it was over from there. I mean, I just I can't believe he picked them apart like that. What do you think with the Cowboys? What is their ceiling? Can they make a run? Yes. Because they can play excellent defense. They can get after the quarterback. They can run the football. They have Zeke and Pollard. Pollard's way better than Zeke. You saw that. Oh, yeah, bro. That's not even it's 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 not even it's a, a not debate. even a discussion. It's, it's not, not a debate, discussion, any of that. Tony Pollard should be getting way more carries than Zeke. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, look, they won the game, but moving forward, I feel like Pollard should have a lot more touches than Zeke. He is electric. That kid is so good. I I I I, I am a big Tony Pollard fan. Zeke man. should be the third down back. I'm telling you, man, that is the guy next year in fantasy. Fucking Tony Pollard. He's gonna snap next year. I am so curious to see what the Cowboys do with him, dude. I'm sorry. Zeke had 13 carries. Tony Pollard had 15. Regardless, 
the split and carry shit is stupid because Pollard, you could see it clear as day. Anybody with a brain and know, knows football, you're watching TV. Tony Pollard just has that second burst that can get you uh, five yards instead of two. Because he can get past the line of scrimmage in a gallop. Right. And Zeke, he, he'll, you know, he, he'll get you to tough yards, but when he has an opening, he's only getting two or three as opposed to five and six where Tony Pollard can get you this, you know, this, you know, the six yards. Now Potentially set, a home run. Correct. And you're now you're setting yourself up on offense, second and four, second and five, as opposed to second and eight like that. Like that is that you're putting your team in the best position to move the chains and possess the football and keep the defense on the field. That's that's how you win football games. So, um, but yeah, no, Pollard is he's, he's amazing. And Dak played his fucking ass off. That was one of the best games I've seen from Dak Prescott. That might have been his best game. Absolutely, is I can't even think of one where I'm like where like, he looked. He looked like I think he's a top ten quarterback towards the ten, but I think he's a top ten quarterback. Dak Prescott looked like an elite quarterback in the NFL. You know, the problem is, is can he follow it up? With a game like, not, he doesn't have to th- have five touchdowns next week, but he needs to be consistent. I take this on as the the Bucks defense just got their ass beat. They got shredded. I don't understand it though, because Todd Bowles is a defensive head coach. Correct. Todd Bowles. Bowles. I, I said, <laughs> this, yeah, bro. Todd, I should have been a bowler. I said this, bro, when and back in like October. It's even on, it's on our TikTok. Uh-huh. The is it Tom or Todd? That's what that's Tom what I live Todd. with. It is Todd Bowles, bro. I've never seen a team, and I, we'll get to Tom Brady because yeah. there are some things he did. Yeah. But Todd Bowles, he looks lost. Their offense sucks. And Byron Leftwich cost him cost himself whatever job he may have had. Because he stunk too this year. I don't think he's going to be their coordinator next year. No, I don't know where he's going, but he shouldn't. No. No. Because I don't know what in the world they were doing on offense. That was horrible. You have a 45-year-old quarterback throwing the ball 66 times and rushing nine times. Let me, 12 with, on that last one. Let me ask you a question. Are you surprised? Yes. Why? Because I expected I expected Tom Brady to at least look uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what is it? It starts with a C. I can't think of it. Whatever. I, I expect, competent. Yeah, competent. Excuse me. Okay. I looked for Tom Brady to look competent. He didn't. He looked like the worst. He looked like he was one of the worst three quarterbacks of Wildcard Weekend. Maybe the worst. That's how bad he played, dude. Okay. Is I, it, it fair? Is it fair or unfair? Uh, it's fair because it comes with the territory. Because I still believe Tom Brady is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I still believe Tom Brady can play. One Me thing too. I will say with Tom Brady is that this is because of his age. He will not step up in the pocket and let himself get hit. To do, to put his foot in the ground and deliver a strike, he won't do that anymore. Because he's getting hit every fucking Correct. play. And he can't, like, he's not taking a helmet to his chest. If there was a couple plays, you know, if, if you know, if the, if the defensive lineman came in here and there in the game, that's fine. But when you're getting pressured every single snap, get happy feet. Of course. Yeah. Of course you don't want to take those shots. It's a long game. I don't want to get hurt. I got to survive the next play. That's the mentality. Whether it's right or wrong, obviously it's wrong. They lost the game and you're right. He played extremely bad. I don't I don't know what was going on. I mean, I think their their air yards in the, in the in, in the first half was like 1.2 yards per the air. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? You you I, I've never seen. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this. 
I am so relieved they lost. I am so fucking relieved they lost. I am. I have never been relieved to see Tom Brady lose. I've never. In my in his 23-year career, I have never been so relieved. The nightmare was over. It was fucking over. Dude, that was the worst offense I have ever seen in my life. They don't, they're not on the same page. Their line stinks. Brady didn't, he didn't play his best. Um, but that, you know, in my opinion, he still has it. I just think that he needs a little bit more because he's not the guy to elevate the team anymore. He's 45. He can't throw the ball 66 times with a 45-year-old quarterback and you run the ball nine times. You're never going to win. You're never winning that game. I, not for nothing, but I don't know if you're going to win with, with outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes. Who can withstand a 66-yard passing game? I mean, that is just – that is so stupid. You know what's corny, too? Leonard Fournette, you wore a playoff Lenny jacket to pregame, and you had fucking five carries for 11 yards. I'm sorry. Well, he ate the other 80 yards. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, but Leonard Fournette torched the Cowboys in week one for a buck 20-something, and now he had 11 yards. Yo, shout-out to the Cowboys defense. They played really well. They did. They shut the Bucks down like they were supposed to, but the Bucks. They didn't help their calls. They did nothing. They are horrible. That team is fucking ass. When you have seven carries for 24 yards in the first half, you're not winning that game. Of course you're going to be down eight, uh, 18 to zero. Of course you are. It doesn't even make, I mean, you're thinking and dunking the entire game. Then you go no huddle towards the end of the game. And then you start to see success. Okay. Like I, I don't get it. I, we all year, no huddle, they score. Then they get into the huddle and then they go three and out. They live for third downs. First, first down. Here comes a screen to Godwin for a yard. Second down, they run it. They run it for two yards. Then it's third and seven. Then it's an incomplete pass. Then it's a punt. It's been like that all year. That's why I'm not surprised. I am relieved, Mike. I am fucking relieved they lost, bro. You got your soul taken. I am so relieved, bro. I could not watch this anymore, bro. I'd rather watch paint dry. I'm not even capping. I just, for me, the the level of incompetency. And I said, undisciplined, a Tom Brady led team was so undisciplined. And it just, it's the, it was the same thing. He was bailing out instead of sticking his foot in the ground and driving through the ball. That's why like the one pass, I think it was the Kate Otten, like it skipped to him over the middle of the mm -hmm. field because he had pressure and he didn't step up and take the hit. Yep. Like you have to do that. Yep. But again, you need a better offensive line. He has no, he had no time to throw the ball. Nothing. And the Cowboys were relentless. And going after him, it was a masterful game plan by McCarthy. Shout out to him. I mean, Parsons was on his ass. I, I, he's all over the field. He is the best offensive player in the league, and it's not even close. It really ain't close. He is the most disruptive player on defense I've seen in the last 20 years, 15 years. There ain't nobody like him, bro. What about Ray? Ain't nobody like Parsons. Ray? I don't know, bro. I mean, look, he killed somebody, but Ray? You, yeah, Ray. Okay. Well, I'm talking, I mean, 15 years ago. I mean, look, I'm not, that, that's not to say that Micah doesn't have a career like that because he certainly, he, he's talented enough to do it. I'm not like, don't, don't take that the wrong way. I'm just saying like Ray Lewis and I mean, Patrick Willis, but he retired early as hell. But as long as Micah Parsons is on that defense, they're going to have a chance, bro. Because he can get the turnovers. He can get after the quarterback. He can get the sacks. Put your Leonard team. Fournette had a different type of turnover. He's he was horrible. He was horrible. I it, and I, I can't even put it all on him because the Bucs just completely abandoned the run. 
like they did like they've done the whole year i i don't get it they bro. had three rushes on that last drive. i don't right? get it bro yeah they had three rushes on that last drive. so they had nine nine rushes to 66 passes like in 55 minutes or 58 minutes or something like that the fact that tom brady could even throw that ball 66 times is yep. shattering molds but yep. Again, so real fast on Tom Brady before we get out of here. I don't think Tom Brady is like one, like an A superstar anymore. But I still think that Tom Brady can be a star. And I still think that Tom Brady can win. And I, I don't think he's finished. This is exactly why I don't think he's finished. Hey, Phil, can you play the clip for me real quick? Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Excellent. I wanted you to do this. Yeah, is how this, this is how we're going to end the show, guys. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the Bucks season in one clip. Philly Phil, please play it. Let me know what you guys think in the audience, too. Is Brady done? Any cap and will be addressed. <laughs> Risky against him. Second and goal. Brady pulls it down. Now throws it. Intercepted by Curse. Okay. And Replay that real fast. Red okay. zone interception for Tom Brady. That so, was his first red zone interception. In yes, the yes, they jinxed him. They totally jinxed him. Now, look, wa watch Tom Brady, though. Real fast before you go now. I'm sorry to cut you off. Watch Tom Brady on this play. Go ahead, Phil. You want to do it in full? Like, just replay it? or you, you No, play it. Play it. Okay, so go slow. All right. Whoa. Everybody, look at, look at the wide receivers. Russell Gage and Mike Evans. Bottom of the screen. Look where the ball's going. Stop it right there. Look where the ball's going. The ball is going to Chris Godwin. Play it. Play Slow, slow, slow. Right there. Stop. That ball is going to Chris Godwin. Vander Esch and the other linebacker cheated up because they bought into the run, which I don't understand because the Bucs don't run the football. But anyways, Evans and, and Russell Gage, they are going towards the middle of the field. Go slower, Phil. Damn. Right there. Pop. Stop. Right there. Vander Esch is getting ready to jump. This is when Brady pump fakes. Now, keep going. Look at Evans and, and, and Gage in the bottom of the screen. Look at the defenders. They are going towards the middle of the field where the play is supposed to be. What the fuck are you doing? You what the fuck are you doing, fam? Yo, Phil, go back to the go back to the start. Look at the left side of the field. Go back to all the way to the left start. Look at the left side of the field. If you do an Edelman slant towards the end of the pylon to the left side of the end zone that is a touchdown if that's julian edelman that's a touchdown if this is any type of competent offense it's a touchdown why are you throwing in traffic why are you throwing traffic play it again phil play it full speed slow keep going you gotta stop telling your homeboy to slow up keep man. going keep going now everybody i want you to pay attention to mr 78 left tackle what he the gave, fuck's he doing he gave up you gave up. You are in the playoffs. It's six nothing. What are you doing? That was the game right there. That was the game. That was the exact game. What the hell are you doing? You got everybody going to the middle of the field where the ball is supposed to be thrown. Brady, he fucked up. He 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 meant to throw that ball away. He didn't get enough juice on it. But when you watch this, how can somebody be successful? How are you scoring points? Remember we talked about it? They suck on short yardage. Well, what the fuck do you expect them to do? You can't do anything when you have the entire defense in the middle of the field where the ball is supposed to be thrown. You're supposed to get, like, San Fran does it the best. They get their guys open in space. They utilize every single blade of grass from uh, sideline to sideline. Why are you so fixated on the middle of the field? That's where the play's going. The play would have been open if Evans and Gage 
Hey, Philly Phil, can you can can you go back a little bit? You want to share it again? Yeah. Yes. If you go back, you will see. Now, if you'll see the safety, he's not even near the play. Look at look at it. All right, now go slow right there. Keep going, keep going. Pop right there. This guy's jumping. He had a pump fake because of that. But however, if regardless of that, he knows Evans and Gage are literally their defenders are going towards they're undercutting the, the rail. Yes. What I don't get it. You have the entire left side of the field open. What the fuck are you doing? Get your guys open. Be creative. There is no creativity in the Bucks offense. That is why they stink. That is why they got blown the fuck out. That's why they exactly why they they, they average 18 points a game. That's exactly why they scored 14 points a game this year. They, that was a pathetic performance. And that is the reason why. Because when you got a dumbass play call with every single defender going to the same spot as the as the football is supposed to be in the red zone, by the way, when it's jam-packed as it is, that is the result you're going to get. Brady, you fucked up. You should have threw it out of bounds. I'm not going to give you a pass. However, this is incompetent football on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is pathetic. This is exactly why... They are out of the playoffs, and I am so goddamn relieved because we have never seen that from a New England uh, uh, Patriot offense. We didn't even see that from the Bucs two years ago. Hell, we didn't even see that last year. So what happened in this year where it's like completely an abomination on, on the offense? I don't get it. That is exactly what we saw all year, Mike, and that is exactly why I'm not surprised, and that's exactly why I am relieved the Bucs are out of the playoffs, and I never thought I would say that about a Tom Brady team. But God damn it, I cannot watch this anymore. Nick, that play right there when we were talking about that last night, you literally have three wide receivers running to the same spot. Like at that point, Chris got after the pump fake, Chris Godwin is legitimately quadruple teamed. Yes. Because, because safety, not in slow-mo, the safety and Trayvon Diggs are all now going that way. You you should have, if you're gonna send Russell Gage across the middle. Like that, at least send Mike Evans to the outside and do a fade. Send it to the back of the end zone. At least you can space it out. That way, if Vander Esch bites like that and it's not there from the safety, mm -hmm. you throw it over the top to Mike Evans on your third read or your second read, whatever it would be. And it's not even that. Give Brady an, an, another option instead of the middle of the field. Rashad White, they they uh, they did a play action. Rashad White, why don't you get him to go into the left side of the field where nobody's there? Why, like, I, the play design was horrific. From the go, that play would never work. It was either an interception or incompletion. Unfortunately, it was an interception. But, you know, again, I, I will, I, I, that is Brady's fault. He should have had more juice to throw that ball. But again, he has more pressure in his face because his fucking offensive line can't hold a lick. That's exactly why. When you got a 45-year-old quarterback who cannot move, that is exactly the result you're going to get. But the play design has to be tailored to get people open. It's not even tailored for that, bro. It's insane. No wonder why they're the best offense when they, when they go into a huddle. Because Brady's in control. It's fucking insane. I'm so relieved. Shout out. You know what, man? The Cowboys played a hell of a game. They deserved to win. The Bucs, they were never, they never deserved to be in the playoffs, to be honest. They were a 500 team. They were a, a below 500 team, and they just happened to play in a bad division. That's the result you get. I am relieved. I want to see Brady back because I see all the comments, Brady's ass, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just keep that same energy, bro. Keep that same energy because I don't think he's washed. I think it's just a bad team. I agree. I agree. 
All right, guys, thank you. That concludes episode 136. We'll see you guys on Thursday. I'm passing it off to Nikki. Nikki is fucking crazy. You're Nikki from now on. <laughs> Don't do that to me, y'all. I'm gonna find a nickname for you, motherfucker. <laughs> Real one. Iconic and iconic. Or him. <laughs> him. <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you guys this Thursday at PNI, baby.